In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Grace and peace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with all of you. Well, I threw you all a party. It's right here on Grandview Avenue, so you can go after Mass. And I didn't tell you that they probably would be taking your parking spaces as well. So um, those of you who are here who may have walked over from the celebration, welcome, special welcome to you. Um, so we are beginning this weekend, actually, and now for the next month and a half or two months, to teach some basic sign language responses and encourage everyone in the community to participate. We have goals in the parish community from the parish pastoral council and out of the synod listening sessions that actually encourage us to uh, use some diverse experiences of worship and liturgy. Since we are both a deaf and a speaking, we speak English and American sign language here. We're encouraging everyone as a way of building unity and engagement and participation to learn some basic sign responses. And the first one is about as easy as it comes. It's the sign for amen. Everyone just hold your hands like this in the traditional form of prayer, right? This is the end of amen. And if you've ever seen a priest who goes, in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen, like that, right? right? That's exactly the sign for amen. So hands open up. Make a little bit of a circular movement and come together in front of you for amen. Ready? One, two, three, amen. One, two, three, amen. Now, we're going to encourage you to use that sign uh, now and continuing throughout the celebration. Think about how many times we actually use the sign for amen. It's when we make the sign of the cross. It's after this opening prayer. Actually, we sing it after the Gloria. We do it sometimes after the Our Father. We do the great amen after we hold up the Eucharist through him, with him, and in him. And so there's many opportunities. Before you receive Eucharist, people come forward, the body of Christ, amen, right? We're just going to encourage you as you can and as you're feeling comfortable to actually use that sign of amen throughout the liturgy here forward. Clear? Calling on the mercy of the Lord, we trust the power of his transforming love in our lives. Lord Jesus, you have called us to follow. Lord, have mercy. Christ Jesus, you emptied yourself out of love for us. Christ, have mercy. Lord Jesus, you share the abundance of your kingdom. Lord, have mercy. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us of our sin, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Amen.
gathering our prayers together, let us pray. O God, who manifest your almighty power above all by pardoning and showing mercy, bestow, we pray, your grace abundantly upon us. Make those hastening to obtain your promises heirs to the treasure of heaven. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. Amen. A reading from the book of the prophet, prophet Ezekiel. Thus says the Lord, you say, the Lord's way is not fair. Hear now, house of Israel, is it my way that is unfair, or rather, are not your ways unfair? When someone virtuous turns away from virtue to commit iniquity and dies, it is because of the iniquity that he has committed that he must die. But if he turns from the wickedness he has committed and does what is right and just, he shall preserve his life. Since he has turned away from all the sins that he has committed, he shall surely live. He shall not die. The word of the Lord. Our responsorial psalm may be found in the inside back cover of your hymnal.
A reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Philippians. Brothers and sisters, if there is any encouragement in Christ, any solace in love, any participation in the Spirit, any compassion and mercy, complete my joy by being of the same mind with the same love, united in heart, thinking one thing. Do nothing out of selfishness or out of vainglory. Rather, humbly regard others as more important than yourselves, each looking out not for his own interests, but also for those of others. Have in you the same attitude that is also in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not regard equality with God something to be grasped. Rather, he emptied himself, taking the form of a slave, coming in human likeness and found human in appearance, he humbled himself, becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Because of this, God greatly exalted him and bestowed on him the name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bend of those in heaven and on earth and under the earth and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. The word of the Lord. The Lord be with you. With your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus said to the chief priest and the elders of the people, What is your opinion? A man had two sons. He came to the first and said, Son, go out and work in the vineyard today. He said in reply, I will not but afterwards changed his mind and went. The man came to the other son and gave the same order. He said in reply, yes, sir, but did not go. Which of the two did his father's will? 
They answered, the first. Jesus said to them, Amen, I say to you, tax collectors and prostitutes are entering the kingdom of God before you. When John came to you in the way of righteousness, you did not believe him, but tax collectors and prostitutes did. Yet, even then, when you saw that, you did not later change your minds and believe him. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. There are some people who take the stance that human beings really can't change. And although that is maybe true of some deep personality traits or like life-forming experiences, both tragic and good in our lives, uh, there's part of us that maybe doesn't really change. But if you believe that human beings can't change, you're in the wrong business and in the wrong religion, right? Because Christianity and the gospel message is really driven and formed around the belief that we can be transformed by the mercy and the power of God's love. For Christians, for especially Catholic Christians, we believe in conversion. And we believe that conversion is not just a one-time thing, right? It's not like we've experienced, encountered the Lord, accepted him into our lives, and it's done. <laughs> it is a continual, ongoing process of loving transformation in our lives. Conversion, the change of mind and heart, perception and behavior. We believe that is truly possible in the love of God. Now, remember where we are in the scripture passages that we're hearing from Matthew. Remember, we're hearing parables. Remember, parables are always supposed to shake a bit of our understanding of our everyday logic, uh, our way of perceiving and looking at things. We're hearing not just parables, but kingdom parables. And we've actually been hearing similar themes in the readings, both last week, this week, the week before. Uh, we're hearing vineyard parables in the Gospels. We heard last week how um, in the chapters of Isaiah that God's ways are not our ways, and our ways are not God's ways. As high as the sky is above, that's the way God is. God does not act and think and perceive, and especially when it comes to the kingdom of God doesn't necessarily deal with or, or, or play into our everyday human logic. And then we hear today something very similar from Ezekiel, right? That it, God's ways are not fair, but really in the kingdom of God, the way God is, is the way God is. And it is powerfully, possibly transforming for us and for all. 
we've been hearing these kingdom parables. These kingdom parables where last week we heard, of course, about the laborers, those who uh, weathered the whole heat and the labor of the day and those hired at the last hour and each got the same. And so God's great generosity. And of course, that parable too was directed very much towards the elders and the leaders, the scribes, the Pharisees of the church, those who were the holy ones, those who were practicing their faith as best they could, directed to them to kind of shake them up a little bit. And now we continue to hear this parable. Two sons go into the vineyard. One says yes and doesn't. One says no and does. And the Pharisees kind of incriminate themselves as they answer which one really did the will of the Father. And so we're hearing these parables to see how in the world, especially those who are set in their religious ways and practices, may possibly change. But honestly, especially for us who are practicing, those of us who've been longtime Catholics and Christians, sometimes it's hardest for us to change. Leaders of the church, sometimes hardest for us to change, right? The scribes, the Pharisees, right? Leaders. And so we hear these parables addressed to us because what they were seeing and the reason why they were being challenged and criticized is not because they weren't doing good things or they weren't in some ways seeing the way God was working or had worked in the past and were practicing the rituals and the laws and all of that. They're being criticized and challenged and we are being criticized in some ways and challenged because it's sometimes more difficult to see that God is doing something new. That God is calling to conversion, to change of mind and heart, of perception and behavior. As I was growing up, uh, there was, I grew up in a Capuchin parish, which is uh, just outside of Butler, PA. And so uh, we always had Capuchins around, Capuchin fathers, Capuchin brothers. And there was this one Capuchin brother who was kind of elderly at the time. Of course, you know, when you're, when you're young, everybody's old, right? So there's this, there's this older Capuchin brother. Uh, and so remember, uh, oftentimes in religious orders, there's both those who are ordained priests, right? And then oftentimes there's those who are just vowed to religious life. So he wasn't a priest. He was a brother. He was a Christian brother. He was a Capuchin brother. And he was, again, he was a little bit quirky. He was a little bit gruff at times. But he was forever present. He had this, you could just tell he kind of had this care about him. And he had this kind of beautiful, prayerful simplicity about him. Well, as I grew older... I found out that this Christian brother, Brother Joe, loved to share his witness story because his witness story included the fact that he actually experienced the Lord, encountered the Lord, his transforming mercy and love when he was in prison. He encountered the Lord and when his time was done, when he got out of jail, he actually 
in, in his prayerful discernment left, joined the Capuchin brothers and forever was going to share the power of conversion and transformative love. And he was in jail for killing someone. Right? I didn't find that out till I was older, of course. <laughs> but he was always around. And it was amazing how simple, prayerful, caring, and present he was. We are in the business of change and conversion. We believe it is absolutely and radically possible for us and for others. The question is for us, are we experiencing conversion? Are we experiencing the challenging, merciful, loving grace of God that continually changes our life, our hearts, our minds, our perceptions, our behaviors? There's a number of ways of looking at and experiencing religion. One of them is that doesn't matter what I do, God's going to love me, right? That's not what really we believe as Christians. Another way that we look at and embrace religion is God will love me if I change. That's probably what a lot of us probably think and we're raised with, right? You had to behave this way. That was the way God was going to love you. That's not Christian thinking and religion. Another way of looking at religion is God loves me and gives me the possibility and the opportunity of change. That's Christianity. That's conversion. And let us always remember, it's the prostitutes, the sinners, the tax collectors, those who are oftentimes hired last, that sometimes are experiencing the kingdom and transformation and conversion before the scribes and Pharisees. As God's people, let us together stand and profess one faith. I believe in one God, the Father of the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all things visible and invisible. I believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God born of the Father before all ages, God from God, life from life, joy from God, and not made consubstantial law, to whom all things are made, for us and for our salvation. He came down from heaven, and by the Holy Spirit was incarnate of Virgin Mary, and became man. For our sake he was crucified on the conscious body. He suffered death and was buried. He will come and get in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds in the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is adored and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. I believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. I confess one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. I look forward to the resurrection of the dead 
trust the compassion, the transforming love of God for us and for all, so we bring these needs and prayers of petition. The response is, hear us, O Lord. For the church, that we may be nurtured by God's life-giving word and given the courage to act upon it, we pray. Hear us, O Lord. For all those experiencing or recovering from natural disasters, that they may find support, solidarity, grace, and appropriate resources, we pray. Hear us, O Lord. For all those in our parish celebrating birthdays, weddings, anniversaries, and baptisms in October, that they may receive joyful blessing, we pray. Hear us, O Lord. For all those on our prayer request list in the bulletin, that their pain and suffering be eased by our prayers, we pray, hear us, O Lord. We go forth in union with Pope Francis's intention for the month of October for the Synod that the church may adopt listening and dialogue as a lifestyle at every level and allow herself to be guided by the Holy Spirit towards the peripheries of the world, we pray. Hear us, O Lord. For all those who have died in our parish community, especially Richard Stanizo, Jr., may, we be, may they be welcomed into God's kingdom, we pray. Hear us, O Lord. We remember today Tom Murphy and all the intentions present on the altar, along with those we hold in the silence of our hearts. We pray. Hear us, O Lord. Calling on the loving intercession of our patron and mother, we pray. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Mary, Queen of Peace, pray for us. Our presentation hymn is number 645, Amazing Grace, number 645 in the Blue Hymnal.
with Christ, emptying ourselves and offering our gifts and lives. Pray, sisters and brothers, my sacrifice and yours will be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. Grant us, O merciful God, that this offering may find acceptance with you and that through it the wellspring of all blessings may be laid open before us. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. Lift up your hearts. We lift them up to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and just. It is right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere, to give you thanks, Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God, through Christ our Lord. In him, you have been pleased to renew all things. You've given us a share in his fullness. Though he was in the form of God, he emptied himself, and by the blood of the cross brought peace to all creation. Therefore, he has been exalted above all things, and to all who obey him has become the source of eternal salvation. And so with angels and saints, thrones, dominions, hosts, and powers of heaven, we sing a hymn of your glory, as without end we acclaim. You are indeed holy, O Lord, the font of all holiness. Make holy, therefore, these gifts, we pray, sending your spirit upon them like the dewfall, that they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. At the time he was betrayed, he entered willingly into his passion. He took bread, said the blessing, broke the bread, gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it. This is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice, once more giving thanks, gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it. This is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The mystery of faith. 
Therefore, we celebrate the memorial of his death and resurrection. We offer you, Lord, the bread of life, the chalice of salvation, giving thanks you've held us worthy to be in your presence and to minister to you. Humbly we pray, partaking of the body and blood of Christ, we may be gathered into one by the Holy Spirit. Remember, Lord, your church spread throughout the world. Bring her to the fullness of charity together with Francis, our Pope, David, our Bishop, all the clergy, all who serve and need your people. Remember also all of our sisters and brothers who have fallen asleep in the hope of the resurrection, all who have died in your mercy. Welcome them into the light of your face. And have mercy on us all, we pray, that with the blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, Saint Joseph, her blessed spouse, the blessed apostles, and all the saints who have pleased you throughout the ages, we too may merit to be co-heirs to eternal life, to praise and glorify you through your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him and with him and in him, O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honor is yours forever and ever. At the Savior's command and formed by divine teaching, we dare to pray. Our Father, Deliver us, we pray, from all evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy, we may be free from sin, safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope, the coming of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Lord, you said to your apostles, peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sin, but on the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, for you live and reign forever and ever. Amen. Peace of the Lord be with you. Let us offer one another some sign of Christ's peace.
Behold the Lamb of God. Behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Let us stand and let us pray. May this heavenly mystery, O Lord, restore us in mind and in body, and may we be co-heirs in glory with Christ, to, whom, to whose suffering we are united when we proclaim his death, for he lives and reigns forever and ever. Amen. Uh, I'm forgetting. <laughs> That's forget. Um, the iron gates will be open. They were closed uh, just so people didn't pull in. Hopefully you'll be able to pull up. Please, as you're exiting the parking lot, they're funneling everybody down Bertha Street. Please be careful of cars and motorcycles and everything else. And I'll see some of you at the party afterwards. The Lord be with you. May the blessings of Almighty God be upon you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace, glorifying the Lord by your lives. Amen. Thanks be to God. The closing hymn is number 884 in the hymnal for all the saints, verses 1 and 2, number 884.